Hello, um, my name is Chloe Wilfley. Uh, this is Jen Vojcic. And today we're going to be talking about um, seven things directors should do in a rehearsal process. Um, so the first one we have for today is vivid descriptions for the actor to comprehend. Um, this is basically saying as a director and from personal experience, I feel like, and also just from as the as the person who was the director and being the actor listening to the director, I think it's very important to make sure that when we are trying to get a point across that we're really using our creative imagination to put a picture in our actors' heads to make sure they really get the point of what we desire in that moment. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Not showing an actor what to do, but telling them in a way that paints a picture for them. But also yeah. some like leverage, like leniency to it, you know? They like we're not giving them a picture that they have to follow verbatim, but more of just a concept that they can follow with that gives them that spark, that energy, that creative inspiration as the actor who needs to have that freedom. Yeah. Personally, I like metaphors because I feel like that does give it a concept. It's more of like a general do it like this or do it as if it were this. And that way it's not like a hard set do it this way, but it's yeah more of an interpretative, interpretive, I don't know if that's a word. Yeah, it's just an a form of interpretation. Like, I use similes a lot because metaphors are not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, if I was, like, move as if you were a frog trying to catch a fly, I feel like that gives the actor enough creative stability to be, like, cool. Um, I don't necessarily have to move as if I were a frog, but more as I'm going to have that quick urgency that a frog has to getting its meal. Yeah. So, cool. Sweet. Shall I? Okay, I'm going to continue on. Our second one we have, I just wrote down agenda. What do you yeah, <laughs> um, agenda for rehearsals so students who aren't in the first half can join later. I think this is very important, especially when we're looking into bigger productions that have, you know, 20 plus cast members um, in a show. You know, it's not going to be fair for the ensemble member who's not even in, in the first three scenes to be part of the rehearsal process when they could be, you know, working on homework, especially because we're going to be in a school setting. It's really important that, you know, students do have their time to get their academic stuff done. And that way it's not on the forefront of their mind. But I think having an agenda gives a student, you know, an idea of what that night will look like in terms of the rehearsal process. Right. I think also having like a pre-planned list of things you need to do not only keeps you on track, but it kind of keeps everyone moving at like a good pace so we're not falling behind in a rehearsal, you know? Because, yeah, then students also get the opportunity to like catch up on what they've missed or like know where we're starting, but it also gives the rest of the group a reason to be on time and to get stuff done that needs to be done. Absolutely. I think on top of that, too, is... Um, and we'll talk about this a little further, but I think that really sinks into um, a form of communication, mm -hmm. and which is one of the things we'll address later on in our podcast for today. Um, is there anything else you want to add to that? 
I think that was pretty solid. I think that was good. Cool. All right, and we are back. Um, so now we are going to talk about, which truly like connects to the vivid description that we talked about earlier, but don't tell actors what to do um, so that they have more creative f- freedom. Essentially, you know, no actor really wants to be told how to do literally everything because then they lose that creative process. Um, and, you know, one, that's not fun, but then I feel like it would, from the audience perspective, I feel like the it would seem very robotic because the director is demanding so much out of that actor, um, which is, you know, taking away that creative process. Right. I think you summed that up pretty well. I don't know. <laughs> the only other thing I had for that is the phrase, don't act for your actors. So mm. when you're directing them, giving them those metaphors or images to like play off of instead of doing it for them and then asking them to do it exactly like you did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, a good boundary for my my visual peeps that are listening to this is, you know, if you are directing and you have that urge to stand up, to, to move around with your actors, don't fight that urge because you are going immediately, as soon as you get up on that stage and working with that actor, unless you're doing moment, moment to moments, you there's no reason for a director to be in that actor's face. Because then, you know, that's the point of rehearsal. Everything is give and take. Everything is a hit and miss until we, you know, make things definite in that rehearsal process. That's the whole point of why it lasts for so long. Um, so, yeah, very good point. Yeah. Shall we move on? Okay. Yeah. Um, our next topic is referring back to main tableaus for each scene. I'm going to be honest, I've used tableaus in like workshops and in classes before, and I like them in class, but I've never used one in a rehearsal as a director before. So I'm going to pass this off to Chloe to talk about this a little bit more. You bet. And this is like my holy grail as a director. (laughs) This is something I really love um, because you start getting, it's, it's like a puzzle. I love jigsaw puzzles, and I think acting, directing, a production itself is just puzzle pieces until you get to, you know, opening night. And um, with with tableaus, as a director, you're just making sure that throughout the process, if you are going to use them, that um, each scene, when you're chunking out um, your units in your play, that you are focusing on that scene and be like, what is the purpose? What, why are these characters here? What's the, what's kind of like the, the image that you want to get across for the audience? That way they are kind of in sync with, with your vision, your concept. Um, so when you are using tableaus, um, you know, you, we want to make aware of that spatial awareness um, making sure that, you know, our actors are cheated out so that when it does come into fruition and it's a full moment to moment where the show is actually happening and not just a still image, that that still image is still there at some point in the scene, but it, it kind of um, ties the beginning and end of mm-hmm. that scene together, you know, that perfect middle. So as a director kind of just refer back to that tableau, especially if you have a picture in mind, because 
that's your concept. It's a, it's a puzzle piece of your concept. Um, and I know that's not for everyone, but if you are more of a visual, I think it does help with the actor's um, personal process in the role that they're playing. Yeah. I think it's funny that you say visual because I think of visual through metaphors. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's my process of visual and yours is through tableaus. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, same concept, different approach (laughs) all right and we will come back with our last two topics okay and we're back and our next topic is moment to moment so basically that's for me moment to moment is like the juice and the goods and the deep (laughs) stuff of directing because you're getting to play with your actors and really like dig into what each character wants in each scene. Like, why are they there? What are they getting into? What's the point of the show? Um, Yeah, I think not only is it like the most fun part of directing, but it's the most important part because that's when you get into the deep stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think making that interpretive subtext come to life Mm -hmm. almost because that's that's what moment to moment is, is really looking behind the lines and kind of discovering, you know, you know, those active verbs, those action verbs that those personal characters are trying to get across, you know, to get what they want, you know, what do they want? What's in their way? What is their tactic? And I think you can really discover that in moments to moments. Right. Yeah. I think that's a good description of moment to moment, at least. Thank you. I think so, too. I, yeah. I have to Apple click save that because <laughs> I really like that. Um, if I had any advice for moment to moment stuff is just to have something as like a backup, like have an idea mm. of what you want and then let the actors tell you. Make choices. Yeah. Give the, give the actors choices. Yeah. Let the actors decide. And then if it's like really not what you're looking for, then you can be like, actually, let's try it this way. Yeah. Especially in a high school setting, because maybe in a professional setting, setting, we're really just giving the actors a skeleton that we want them to work on. Mm-hmm. But maybe we're giving the actors a skeleton with some tissue. And a little bit of muscle, <laughs> just so that they have a little more meat to their bones, yeah. a little more like push to the shoves. So that way they can really get to the point that, as the director, we want them to get across. Um, meat to their bones, yeah. <laughs> yep. The next thing we have um, going on is paperwork, and as boring as that sounds, it's actually I love it. I, I love too. prompt. I love paperwork when it comes to directing. Um, What we mean by that is a prompt book. Earlier in our podcast, we talked about um, chunking out your production, creating units, tableaus, pictures, just things that kind of organize your brain on paper, especially when it comes to your vision and your concept, because that can easily get pushed to the side if it's not, you know, organized and in the front in front of your face right um go for it yeah i think having everything written out on paper of what you want when you want it is a lot easier for you to be able to look at it and communicate it to your actors your tech really anybody that Mm -hmm. likes the ideal prompt book someone could pick it up and put on your show 
without you. Yeah, how I be, I like think it should go. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very similar to lesson planning. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Like some, like you could have a sub come direct your show. It's it's the same concept. And as much fun as that would be, <laughs> that's not. That would not be. It's be not. Good. I don't think that's a very joy, enjoyable experience as a sub directing yeah, a whole not. show. Um, but I I have to say, like especially when it comes to tech rehearsals. You know, there's going to be small things, especially when you're looking at the tech side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you may have to go to page 64 where it has, you know, that unit, that title, that main action verb that you want to happen in that scene. But you're not going to know all that information unless you write it down. Right. So it's really important that you are kind of on top of your game and staying organized. And that is why... In a high school setting specifically, directors pick the show before and kind of analyze it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, take it, take it through a circle two, three times <laughs> until it is like filthy with your own words and right. a, a, like pencil writings and erasing and going back and forth until you're like, this is this is it. This, yeah. Cool. All right, and we will be back for the last topic in just a moment. Okay, so our final uh, topic, advice, I guess, for mm-hmm. directors is know how to communicate with everybody <laughs> in your process. So not only like being able to communicate with your actors on stage, but having that organization and, I don't know, relationship building skills for your actors, your tech, your crew, anybody that's in the process. It's so vital because at the end of the day... <laughs> Theater in itself is just a huge form of collaboration mm-hmm. in all different ways. Mm-hmm. The director isn't the only the only person in charge. You also have an assistant director and a stage manager and techs for light, sound, set, props, you name it. They're there, but they're not going to know that they're needed until the director lets them know. Right. And so that's, you know, obviously very important. And I think based on everything we've talked about, it has all resol- revolved around communication. Right. You know, being an effective director means you're a leader who can communicate well and doesn't dictate how people do their job, but guide them into, you know, whatever is desired. And that's all through, you know, just different forms of communication and organization. And I think part of that communication is also just being a respectful director. Like, Nothing is going to be easy. Not mm-hmm. not everything is going to be easy. Right. Some things may be like, cool, I got it done and we're good to go. But you have to be patient. And I think that falls along with the leadership and like your your choice words in communicating. Mm-hmm. Because if you you may be an incredible director, but if you are talking smack or treating your actors or your techies like big piles of poo all the time, mm-hmm. they're not going to want to work with you again. And they're not going to maybe do exactly what you want the first time because you pissed them off. Right. <laughs> like, well, And I think part of that, too, though, is keeping in mind that you are the director. And yes, at the end of the day, it's like your concept, your show. So you need to be able to communicate 
respectfully with people so they and explicitly and yeah and with enough detail to where they're like okay i respect this person i want to get their image onto a stage and pull this off Mm -hmm. so it's complicated but yeah and those are some of the bad like knowing my experiences as an actor those were probably the best shows i've ever been a part of and the best shows that audience members have seen that have told me or told the rest of the cast and crew being like this was phenomenal and that's because you're a director and the way they're communicating things um so it all you know what comes around goes around i feel like in in the theater realm it's truly what comes around goes around um but yeah I, i i don't know how else to describe it besides repeating myself that communication is so essential in our business, especially like, especially because we're looking at it from a directing theater teacher lens. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're we should be able able to take the techniques that we're taking and learning in a classroom and apply it in potentially in a rehearsal process and vice versa. If some if whatever you're communicating or however you're phrasing it works really well in a rehearsal process, I'm sure it could come out very well in a classroom setting because it all involves collaboration. Yeah. I dig it. Retweet. (laughs) I have nothing else to add to that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think... So, yes, just to remind everyone, we talked about vivid descriptions for the actors to comprehend, an agenda um, for the rehearsal process, don't tell actors what to do so that they have more creative freedom. Refer back to the main tableaus, if that's your thing, or metaphors. Um, moment to moments and how valuable they can be, especially in the med- like nitty-gritty of a production. Paperwork. It's fun, I promise. <laughs> um, and last, but m- probably one of the most important, is probably communication skills. So thank you so much for joining in on our podcast today. Again, this is Chloe. And this is Jen. (laughs) And we thank you for your time. All right. Bye.